Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Suck. I'm so glad you're joining me today. On this podcast, you're going to hear messages that will challenge you to live out the purpose that God has created for you. I will always tell you, you were created on purpose, for a purpose, to impact the kingdom. And that's exactly what you will hear today. I think, I don't know if it was last time or the time before, but I shared there's a scripture in Psalms that is one of my favorites. And it talks about, you know, those who know the Lord's name, trust him. And so tonight I want to talk about one of, um, one of God's names. Um, it's a pretty powerful one, and I'm going to get to that. But first, I want to tell you a little story about myself. Um, I'm going to preface this with, it's not a story I'm entirely proud of, okay? Um, it probably ranks up, you know, hindsight is a really embarrassing story. Um, but you also need to know, when I was young, I was pretty confident in myself. I was... I, I thought I was confident. I was really probably quite prideful, but um, I was confident, and I was, I thought I was really smart, but I was really just a smart aleck. I mean, mom can verify, my dad can verify. Um, I am paying for my raising. I have a few kids like that right now. So did I get an I in that way too? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally teasing. She raised her hand. I was like, she, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was like, I'm like that too. Um, so I thought I was confident, and really, I was just a really big smart aleck. So put that in the context of me as a 17-year-old girl as I tell this story, okay? So here's the story. I was in um, high school, 17, about 17 years old. I went to dinner with me and five of my girlfriends. Do you know the story I'm about to tell? Um, she's rolled her eyes like I cannot believe she's saying this. <laughs> um, but, so there were six of us total. We we're going to go to dinner. Uh, I lived in Midland at the time. That's where I was born and raised. And we go to a restaurant. And it's one of the restaurants where you um, drop the peanuts on the floor, right? And so we get sat in a booth. And this booth is a deeper booth. It fits all six of us. And across the aisle um, was smaller booths where it only set two people, okay? And so we get sat at this booth, and as we're being sat, there is a couple sitting across from us, across the aisle from us, and sitting in the two-person booth, and they're eating their peanuts and drinking their margaritas. And had I, this incident that I'm going to tell you about never occurred, I would have never remembered this night or those people, what they were eating or drinking. It would have never even registered, but this night sticks out pretty, you'll, you'll hear why in a second. So we're sitting there and we're eating. We are, you know, teenage girls. I will say I was with some of my calmer friends, so I know we were not being obnoxiously loud, anything like that, because um, we could be. And I'm sitting on the end, so I'm one of the people closest to, um, to next to the aisle. And we're just sitting there drinking our, 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 our drinks and eating our peanuts, waiting for our food. When all of the certain, sudden, I he, like we all hear, did you just throw your peanuts at us? And like y'all are like, yeah, that was, we were like, what is happening? So we all kind of like, you know, we're all girls talking like this. And we kind of turned to see what the commotion is. And we realize it's the couple next to us. And it's the man, it's the man there. And I'm like, I'm, so, I'm sorry? Like, we didn't throw our peanuts at you. And, you know, like, 
I think I dropped some, but like we didn't throw them. And I was honestly being, trying to be really kind and sweet. I was the most verbal of my friends, so I was typically the one that had to deal with any adults. Um, and <laughs> um, anyway, so he was like, so I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, I, I think I dropped them. And I remember saying this very specifically, maybe it like, you hit the ground and bounced over and hit you, but we did not throw peanuts at you. And there's no way it could have bounced over and hit him because, you know, these places, like, you have to, like, step up into the booth and sit. Like, that didn't happen, but I was trying to be really kind and grace, gracious towards this guy. Anyway, and so he's like, yes, you did. You're, you threw your shells right at us. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. Like, what is happening right now? And then this is where the smart out came out on me. On me. And I was like, I didn't throw them at you, but this restaurant allows you to have peanuts. Like, you, you're expected they might get on you. And by this time, this couple is standing up, and they're going to walk out of the, of the restaurant. And so we're like, whatever. And we sort of start to turn back to our, you know, I kind of turn back towards my girlfriends. And the next thing we know, that man had picked up a whole hand of peanuts and threw them at our table like this. And I'm like, we're all like shocked. Like, we are teenage girls, right? And he had thrown a whole thing of peanuts. And I'm like, These, this couple had to have been in their 50s. And so, I mean, it wasn't like they were like some 22-year-old couple, like, not happening. I mean, they were, you know, should have been fully developed frontal lobes old, right? <laughs> and this is where smart aleck, less gracious, stupid 17-year-old girl comes out, and I'm like, are you kidding me? A grown man throwing peanuts at teenagers? You're ridiculous. So I'm still sitting there, my girlfriends, one in particular who was like an extreme extrovert, she was like, shut up, Morgan, just let it go, be quiet. I'm like, oh, I'm not letting this go, that's not, that is not happening. And just when it seems like the scene could not get any more bizarre, it does. And this man says, let's go, let's take this outside. <laughs> he said that to the wrong girl. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. This woman and this man wanted me to get up and go outside with him, like to fight him. Now I'm gonna say this. My brother taught me how to fight when I was a kid. And we got into a few fights of our own, and I attribute my fighting skills to my brother, so I wasn't really afraid of very much. Um, like, that's part of where my confidence came in. Like, I was like, I can totally take this dude in my head. <laughs> and he'd had a couple of margaritas, probably, so I'm like, this should not be hard. <clears throat> but he wanted, he was like, let's go, let's go outside. And, like, I literally, like you were doing, like, I literally laughed out loud, like, are you kidding me? Like, he wants to take a teenage girl outside and fight her over peanuts? Anyway, and so he yelled at me one more time, let's go. And I'm, like, going to get up and go outside with him. And about that time, the manager and the waiter start heading, wet, wet, like, start heading our way. And I replied one more time to this guy with this comment. And I said, okay, let's go. Let's go outside but you have no idea who I am. That was my exact words to him. 
the manager removed the couple. And now that I think about it, I think this couple was like trying to get a free check is what I think. Like I'm actually not even sure that they paid for their food. I don't know because it was so odd and bizarre. Like I cannot figure out what was going on. Anyway, and, but that's what I said. Okay, let's go outside. But you have no idea who I am. And my, like, they escorted the couple out, and my friends were, like, laughing at me, say, at me saying this. And I was sort of laughing at myself, too. The reality is, is, like, I was just a dumb 17, 16, 17-year-old girl. I was nobody special. I was nobody important. I was really just a, a minor who would have sent the guy to jail who, if I had gone outside and tried to fight me, he would have gone to jail, right? And I knew that. Like, I knew that if he tried to fight a minor, he was going to go to jail. It was not going to be a big deal. And, but this is the thing, is he had no idea who I was. And while I was absolutely no one special and no one extraordinary, this is what I did know. I did know that I had a daddy that at one phone call, he would have been up there and the whole thing would have been shut down. <laughs> My daddy would have been there and made sure that dude was in jail. He would have come to my rescue in a heartbeat. I was so confident in who I was and in my, with my place in that situation that I did not back down. I knew no matter what happened was he, that man, was on the wrong side. He was going to be on the wrong side of the law and the wrong side of my daddy. My mom has this really great story of she went to Africa one time she was preaching to a whole group of ladies, and she can do this so much better than me. But she, she may have shared this story with some of you sometime, but she kind of got down and let you there's some people, you know, a lady or somebody interpreting for her. She got in a lady's face, and she was like, do you know who your daddy is? And then they interpret it. And, you know, like the ladies there in Africa, a lot of them don't know who, and my mom was talking about God, but a lot of them were like, no, we don't know who our daddy is. Like, you know, and so like some things get like lost in translation. Anyway. And, but this is the thing, is like, my question is, is this, do you truly know whose you are? I knew, as a 17-year-old girl and a smart elk one and a prideful one, I knew whose I was. I was, might not have been very important, but I was important to my daddy. So my question is this, is do you know who your daddy is? Are you confident in who you are as a daughter of the king. Are you confident enough in who you are as a daughter of the king to come face to face with your enemy when he's saying, let's go, and you're like, all right, let's go, because you know who's on your side. I'm not gonna talk for a long time tonight. You know me, I'm not a very long-winded preacher anyway. Like, so when I say not a long time, you know what you're getting. Um, but I do want to read a couple of scriptures. The first scripture I want to read is from Revelation 17 and 14. It says, They will make war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, because he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And in Revelation 19, starting in verse 11, 
it says this, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. He is dressed in a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair, come gather together for the supper, for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty of the horses and their riders, and the flesh of all the people, free and slave, great and small. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider, and all the boards gorged themselves on their flesh. I have never preached out of Revelation before, but tonight it's going to happen. I read those two scriptures specifically because they call, God, they call Jesus the same thing. He is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of Lords. When we know his name, we trust him. Do you know him as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? The one that is coming on a horse, coming in the clouds to redeem us, to go to war for us and put an end to this whole mess. Do you know him as the King of Kings? There's an antichrist, a false prophet, that will come along to do their best through signs and wonders and some miracles that, and try to prove that they are the real king. And the scripture tells us that there will be plenty of people who will fall for this. It says there in, um, in, in, in verse 20, it says, um, with these signs he deluded those who received the mark, deleted those who had received the mark of the beast, meaning there will be people who fall for the trick and the lies of the enemy. Today I want to remind you who your daddy is, who your good father really is. I want to remind you that when you accepted Christ into your life and began this journey of faith, you stepped into royalty. I want to emphasize that you are on the side of this war of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There is no one higher, there is no one more powerful, there is no one else that, who can do the impossible, only the King of Kings. I don't know about you, but the thought of being on that side of this battle excites me. It brings me comfort. Like when you read Revelations, it can be a lot to process, but when you read it knowing that you are on the side of the King of Kings, that brings peace and that brings comfort. I know the King of Kings is coming to, to defeat the one has, that has brought me, my family, my friends, the people I love and care about, so much turmoil. The King of Kings is coming on my behalf to defeat the enemy. But here's the part. Being a part of the King of Kings, being royalty, means there is a responsibility. We must live like it. We must act like it. 
To be a part of the royal family and stand in victory, we must be caught up in the word so that we can tell the difference between what's real and fake. Because there will be people, people we might know, that will be duped into believing a lie. The only way to tell the difference between what's real and fake is to be caught up in the word. The scripture tells us the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It guides us into all truth so that we will not be deceived. So did you know, you may know this, that the way to tell a real $100 bill from a fake one is to hold it up to the light, right? When you hold it up to a UV light, you can see what's inside that dollar bill, and you can, that $100 bill, and you can tell whether it is real or fake. And the only way we're ever going to be able to tell when times, when the Antichrist comes and this false prophet comes and they're performing signs and wonders, the only way you're going to be able to tell what is true and what is right and what is authentic is when you know the Word of God and you test it against the light, you hold it up to the light that's supposed to be guiding you, and so that you know what is true. The only way to do that is when we read it, we know it, and we live it. As a part of the King of Kings, as a daughter of the Most High, it is our responsibility to live out the royalty that he has given us, and we do that by knowing his word, and we do that by living out his word. We don't get to just live however we want. We're called to live as as Uh, kings and priests as queens as daughters of the most high we are to live by this so that we do not get trapped and fooled by the enemy see i can't fight the battles of this world on my own ephesians 6 12 tells us for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers and against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms We don't fight against man. It might seem like that. It might feel like that. It might look like that. But we don't fight against each other. We fight against the heavenly realms. And let me tell you something about that spiritual battle. It is not one that I can do on my own. I might have been clever enough to try to outwit a grown man and send him to jail. But this is different when we're fighting spiritual battles. I need the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords coming and standing on my side. I need to know who's there fighting with me. I need to know who my daddy is. I need to know the one that calls me chosen, who brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I need to know that I'm a daughter of the Most High, what his word says. I need to know that when I go into war, who my daddy is, that I can come face to face with the enemy like, I got you beat because the King of Kings is right here. I don't know the battles that you're facing right now, the decisions you're trying to make right now, but I know the king of kings who already rules over them. I don't know the battles to come, but I know that they will come. They will get more intense as the time draws near, but I know the king of kings who already has victory over them. You don't get to decide if you want to be a part of this spiritual war that's going on. Let me tell you, you're in this world, you're part of the spiritual battle that's happening. You don't get to decide if you get to be a part of it. You're a part of it. But you do get to decide which side you're going to be on. And if we want to be on the winning side, right now and in the future, we must stay tied to the word. I don't want to miss. 
I don't want to misunderstand. I don't want to be tricked or duped into believing something false. I want to stay on the side of the one who has the victory. Because I need the king of kings with me, fighting for me every step of the way. Because I cannot do this on my own. He is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords, and he has victory over every circumstance, every situation, every marriage, every relationship, every medical diagnosis. He has already won the victory. So my question to you is this. In this war, when you come face to face with the enemy, are you bold enough to stand up and say, let's go? Because you know you have the king of kings on your side. Do you enter every battle with the truth and light of the word from the side of victory? Or do we go in like, oh, I hope, I hope this works out for me. I hope I make it through this one. Or do you go in and be like, oh, let's go. I got this. And we're going to feel weary sometimes, but we have the light of the word. We have, the, we have this truth. We have the light to tell us what is real and what is fake. We have this to remind us that we are on the side of the King of kings and the Lord of lords who already has the victory over every circumstance, every situation. So I'm here to remind you tonight that as a daughter of the Most High, of the Lord Almighty, that you are on the side of the King of kings, so today, walk in, proclaim that, you are, that the king of kings has authority over every situation. Amanda, I should have called you up a few minutes ago. I'm sorry. I think it's important. The enemy wants to come and intimidate us. He wants to trick us. He wants to dupe us. He wants to cause us to believe things that aren't real. But I want, like, like, that man was like, trying to get me to believe that I threw a peanut. I didn't throw a peanut at him. They want you, the enemy wants you to believe something that's not real so that you kind of drift away. You have to know what is real, and you have to be bold enough to stand up and say, let's go, because you know the king of kings is coming on his horse to your rescue. So do you know that? Do you walk in every battle that you're facing knowing that the King of Kings is on your side? Walking into every battle from a place of victory. They're going to play again. And as always, I'd love for you to stand up and sing, but we are here to pray with you. And I say this, we say this on Sundays, and we say, I say this on, on Thursdays. We want to pray with you. We'll pray for you, but we want to agree with you in prayer, whatever it is that you need an answer to, a breakthrough in, victory over. We want to agree in prayer with you that you will receive what you need to because you can face this battle because you are a daughter of the Most High, because he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he is on your side fighting Thanks for joining me on the Flourish podcast. You can find more information about Flourish Gathering at flourishgathering.co or hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so you don't miss another episode.